Welcome to the Hosley Mount Falcon Show, the Amont of the Hoax Crop Circles. When Doug Brewer and his co conspirator David Trulli first created a reputation for flying saucer nests in Wheatfield in Wiltshire, England, in 1966, they could not have seen their work would become a cultural phenomenon. Almost as soon as crop circles become public knowledge, they attracted a giggle, gaggle of self appointed experts an effervescence of mystical and magical thinking, scientific and pseudo-scientific research, conspiracy theories in general, pandemonium broke out. Patterns stamped in the fields were treated as lenses through which the initiated could witness the activity of earth energies and ancient spirits, the anguish of Mother Earth, in the face of the impending ideological doom, the evidence of secret weapon testing and, of course, aliens. Today, one of the most vigorously promoted ideas is that there are messages buried in complex neural codes concerning a great change connected to the pre-Columbian Malian calendar and due to occur in 2012, which, of course, has been and gone, so it never happened. To appreciate those zussic responses arose, we need to devolve into the history for today's cross circles makers entered the picture being scattered reports of odd patterns appearing in crops, ranging from seventeenth century pamphlets to the eighteen eighty account in nature, to a letter from the astrologer Patrick Moore, printed in nineteen sixty three, New Scientist. His trader mid late nineteen sixty saw occasional reports of circles in his crops, and he was signed to UFO landings. At around the same time in England, Wiltshire town of Warminster became the centre of UFOs. Seeking Skywatch gave us birth to its own rumours as crop circles or saucer nests. None of those, unfortunately, was photographed. Such legend the boy had in mind when, over drink one evening in 1976, she suggested his pal shortly, Let's get over there and make it like, look like the flying saucers landed. It was time for Doug to see a saucer nest for himself. Since then, Crop circles have been reported worldwide of notable crops in southern England. As he's most active, circle, circle makers tend to concentrate on canola, barley, and wheat. These grown and harvests an overlapping process. Canola from April, from, from May, barley from May and June, and wheat from June to early September. Recently, his occasional rumor pattern is found in corn. Extending the crop circle season as late as October. Since Butler and Coley's circles appeared, the dramatic designs of escalated the scale and complexity as new, 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 each teams of anonymous crop circles lay honey traps for new age tourists. The crucial clue to the circle's alluded lies in the truth of contacts. Wiltshire is the home of Stonehenge, and even more. It stets its stone circle in the village of Elvery. Rolling downs are dotted with burial mounds and solitary standing stones, which believe to be connected to its network of ley lays or paths of energy linking these enchanted sites with others around the country. It is said that a vast network is overlain in the form of sacred geronomies. The region has given rise to rich folklore of spectral black dogs, headless coachmen, and haunted inns. Co-
proper circles the lenses through which we can explore the nature of people fakes, counterfeits and forgeries that are all around us in the world. People's motives for making the unreal as real are easy to discern. We trust our currency. Many people like to own a Picasso. The numerous world of animals and paranormal is even richer spoil for hokers. Our proportion of the population believes in ghosts, angels, UFOs, UT visitations, fairies, psychognosis, and other strange phenomena. These beliefs elude scientific explanation proof. It's just such proof that hokers bring to the table for those hungry with evidence so that you believe that they're not duped. Perverse is intended to corroborate an existing, is known to folklore as ostension, O-S-T-E-N-S-I-N. This process eventually extends to legend, but even if evidence is eventually exposed as fate, it will then affect people's perceptions. Some of them tend to represent fate, photographs of UFOs, like Loch Ness monsters and ghosts, generally fall under the heading of ostension. Other examples are a series of photographs of fairies taken by Elizabeth Wright and Francis Griffith of Cockley, Yorkshire between 1917 and 1920. These show the motive of producing some evidence may come from belief rather than that they wish to lead to play pranks. When a girl assisted to a dying day that she really seen fairies, the manufactured pictures were a memento of the real experience. The photos are taken generally by such images as Arthur Colin Doyle. The desire to promote evidence of anomalous and paranormal events is this as genuine springs from deep human longings. One is a gesture towards rationalism, the notion that nothing is quite real unless it's endorsed by a reasonable argument and written, owned or written by those less scientific proofs, but the human soul longs for enchantment. Those who don't find it, their distinctive sense of the numerous satisfied by art, literature or music, let alone the discoveries of science itself, may turn to the paranormal to gratify an institution that mystery dwells at the heart of existence. Some people are perfectly placed to place it hopes as evidence of unexplained powers and entities as real. And so the annual experience of even ever more complex patterns in the wheat fields of southern England is taken by copies, the devotees who look beyond any Prosatic solution for deeper explanations of signs and wonders and prophecies. The copies do have a set of, set of some people, summertime, are making some of the formations. They regard the human cycle, circle makers as nuisance, contaminants of the evidence, and they announce them as hoaxes. The term is well chosen for it implies social deviance, therefore, lies a twist in the story. The copy culture. Common palliance is turned on its head. The word genuine usually implies that something was a single identical origin of established providence. To a copy it means that the opposite. A genuine circle is one of the unknown providence, or not man-made, a mystery in other words. It follows that man-made circle is hoax. These circle makers who are prepared to comment on this theoretic reversal do not do with some maybe do so some amusement, as far as they're concerned, they're creating art in the fields. It's, give, it's keeping the new age fault. It is dis- 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 for scientific tradition. 
Let the circle makers turn to the more unified function. These objects, images and objects, are embedded with special powers. This heart is intended to be propagative, collective, and ritualized. As such, it's often inherently ambitious, open to interpretation. To the circle maker, the greater the range of interpretations is wide, the audience are better. Both makers and interpreters have an interest in the circles being perceived as magical. This entails in tactic agreement to avoid questions of authorship. It's essentially why copies regard man-made circles as a distraction or kind of <coughs> 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 reality. Unlike almost, almost all modern forms of art, a crop circle has potential to enhance its emanated and enjoyed by the enormity of its author. Doug Brewer, Boer, now tells friends he wishes he'd kept quiet and contained his nocturnal jorts in secret. Both crop makers and cook copies are really engaged in a kind of game. whose whole purpose is to keep the game going to prolong the mystery. After all, who would travel a thousand miles and trek through a muddy field to see a flattened wheat if it's not imbued with old or old otherworldly mystique? As things stand, the relationship to circle makers and those who interpret their work has come as a curious art, uh, artifice, deceit and belief, all that which raise question, who's hoaxing whom?